Hey, everybody, Elizabeth here. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to make sure that you know registration is currently open for our Spring Strong Foundations cohort. Strong Foundations is a five-week strength building program brought to you by me and Morgan Bungers. Coach Morgan Bungers is one of the best, most effective strength training coaches in this country. He has worked with some of the most elite athletes in the world, and now he specializes working with people in their 40s, in their 50s, in their 60s who want everyday strength. And this is not about being able to push your suitcase into the overhead compartment on an airplane. We need to be consistently and effectively strength training if we want to maintain the strength of our immune system. Muscle is a critical part of our immune system. And if we are not actively maintaining our strength, we are losing it as we age. And that means we are losing the strength of our immune system. It's also a significant component of our overall metabolism, especially our carbohydrate metabolism. Muscle mass plays a huge role in energy, in mood, mental health, bone health, so many different things. This is just not optional, but a lot of us don't do it because we aren't sure what to do. We aren't sure what not to do. We aren't sure if we're moving well. We don't know how to accommodate for our physical limitations or our current level of fitness, and that is why you need a coach and you'd be hard-pressed to find one better than Morgan Bungers. Now, here's the thing about fitness programs. I've experienced this. My mom, who's in her 70s, has experienced this, where you buy a fitness program and then you're like, okay, but I I can't do that workout because I'm not fit enough or I don't have enough balance or I don't have that equipment or that hurts my knees or it hurts my back. And then you're sort of just left to figure it out yourself, which means we often don't do anything. The great thing about Strong Foundations is that Morgan and I are part of it every single day and you have an unlimited ability to ask us questions in a group setting or via direct message so that Morgan can help you scale for you, for whatever equipment you have, for the time that you have, for your fitness level, for your body and your physical limitations. Five weeks, there's two different tiers. There's a beginner intermediate tier. There's an intermediate advanced tier. The testimonials that we have received from our previous clients will blow your mind. You can check them out and also register for your spot by going to primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. If you are an alum, if you have been through strong foundations before, I've already emailed you a renewal link with a special renewal rate. So please use that. If you don't see that email, let me know. For the rest of you, primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. We start on May 13th. So grab your spot now. You will have these workouts for life. Four workouts a week for five weeks, two different tiers. So you've got 40 workouts total. Plus, there is a five-part series on your pelvic floor. That is an incredibly important part of your physical fitness, of your strength, of your core strength, of your overall health, of your ability to maintain functional mobility as you get older. We want you to be a part of this. You will not regret joining the Strong Foundations cohort. It is an incredible community. 
everybody needs to be consistently and effectively strength training. And if you're not, it's probably because you don't know how to make it work for you. And it can be made to work for you. It needs to be made to work for you. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation to register now. Let's get into the episode. Welcome to the Primal Potential Podcast. I am your host, Elizabeth Benton Thompson. If you want to create change in any area of your life, you're in the right place. Together, we'll explore the strategies and tools I've used to lose over 100 pounds, pay off $130,000 in debt, and become a multiple seven-figure business owner. I've supported more than 3,000 women to levels of execution and fulfillment they didn't know were possible. Together, we'll break your past patterns and eliminate the appeal of your excuses so you can get consistent, stay consistent, create the results you want, and enjoy the journey. Let's get started. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Primal Potential Podcast. I am Elizabeth Benton. You know, all you science geeks, you know what we are going to do today. We are going to dive into some of the science stuff, which I love. It is how this podcast started. And I know a lot of you guys love it as well. The reason we don't talk about as much science as we used to, is that it is blatantly obvious that knowing the science is completely separate from implementing the science. And there are so many of us who are long on the know and short on the implementation. And when it comes to implementation, that's mostly mindset. So that's where we focus. Because my goal is not, as I say, if not in this intro and one iterations ago, my goal here is not to inform you or even inform myself. My goal is to help you transform and to help me transform. But sometimes it's just really fun to talk about the science. And one of the great things that the science can help us do in terms of implementation is change our perspective. And what we're going to talk about today has really helped me with that. It has helped me take a different perspective on carrying extra body fat because for a long time, it was just aesthetic for me. It was just about how I looked and how much I weighed and what size I was, all for the purpose of looking better and having more confidence and confidence coming from how I looked. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that at all. I really don't. But at some point, there has to be more than that. And I, back in the early 900s, that's 904, 905, something like that, I did an episode about having many reasons, making them strong and revisiting them often because inevitably something happens where either the primary driver we always had isn't cutting it or it gets taken out of the equation for a while. So we have to have a lot of reasons and they have to be strong and compelling reasons. And even if there was something that was a strong and compelling reason for you for a long time, it might not be anymore or it might not be enough anymore. If you are somebody who has extra body fat, weight that you want to lose, this episode 
is really important to know and to understand in terms of what is beyond how we look and the general understanding that carrying extra weight is not a good thing. And I understand that body positivity is a big movement right now. What I don't like about not just the body positivity movement, but so many things in the world right now, is that it seems to be approached from this binary perspective that if you're on board with body positivity, then it means that it's okay to be overweight. You just need to love yourself. And if you're not on board with body positivity, it means that, you know, you think being overweight is this awful thing. And there's just very little in life that is that black or white. Me presenting this does not mean that I'm not in favor of body positivity. The fact of the matter is, I think no matter where you are on the journey, you can have a positive perspective towards your body and also work to change your physical body so that it is functioning optimally for you, period. I think that even as an overweight person looking to lose weight, you can practice practice positive perspective and appreciation for your body. So I, I, I do feel strongly that it is not an optimal state of health to carry excess body fat. I do believe that it is harmful to your health. And I believe that we can work to get healthy without being super dramatic or shameful or negative around carrying extra weight. So all that out of the way, just kind of, I know it'll be on the minds of some of my listeners, so I wanted to tackle it. But what I want to talk about today is the fact that obesity is the number two cause of cancer. Leading cause of cancer, number one is smoking, still. Crazy that people still smoke. The second leading cause of cancer of all the things is obesity. The reason for that, that doesn't get talked about enough, is that your fat is not just this lump of lard piled up under your clothes. It is an active endocrine organ. Yeah, your fat is an active endocrine organ. Your excess fat cells, and I use the word excess because, well, we'll get to that in a minute, but don't don't lose sight of that word excess. Your excess fat cells, they create inflammation in the body. Obesity is actually an inflammatory condition. And what happens is the fat cells, they're called adipocytes, they create inflammatory cytokines. They are producing inflammation. And I get... 
inflammation is one of the things that I get really passionate about talking about because I don't want anyone continuing to think of inflammation as headache, joint pain. Sure, those are signs of inflammation, but they're not the most dangerous signs of inflammation because we can feel them and we can respond to them, but the deadly inflammation is something that you cannot feel and you cannot see. But the more fat you carry, the more of these inflammatory cytokines that you will produce and release. That is important. That is major. That means so much for your health. Even though you might not feel it when you're 30 or you're 40 or you're 50. But that is why obesity is the second most common cause of cancer because inflammation is the starting point. Obesity is not just this physical state of excess body fat. It is a pro-inflammatory condition. The more fat you have, the more inflammation is being generated by your body. Your fat is actively creating inflammation. And the more excess fat that you carry, the more that there is. I want to read this to you. This comes from uh, the journal called Physiology. It says, adipose tissue expansion during obesity. So adipose tissue being fat mass. So the more fat mass that develops during obesity leads to immune cell infiltration and adipose tissue remodeling, a homeostatic process that promotes inflammation. The release of pro-inflammatory cytokines stimulates lipolysis and causes insulin resistance, leading to adipose tissue dysfunction and systemic disruptions of metabolism. Now, when I say the word metabolism... A lot of us just naturally think of the breakdown of carbs and proteins and fats, and that is very true. But this is really important, the systemic disruption of metabolism. Metabolism isn't just the breakdown of fats and proteins and carbohydrates. Metabolism is just about every process in your body. It's healing. It's recovery. It's muscle building, it's muscle wasting, it's does your body have energy that it needs when it needs it or does it not? It's sleep, it's hormones, it's everything. So when you expand your adipose tissue storage during, in a state of obesity, right? Not when you're, when you're a healthy weight and you're carrying a optimal level of fat in your hips and your breasts, not that. But in a state of excess fat, you are not only producing inflammatory cytokines, you are causing insulin resistance and you're disrupting metabolism which is so much more than how your body breaks down food. 
Now, the reason that I said earlier we were specifying excess fat cells, we were talking about excess body fat, not just breasts in a in a otherwise lean individual. Your body is so freaking brilliant. Your body is so brilliant. Adipose tissue in lean individuals is actually anti-inflammatory. So there are there are different markers created based on how much fat you have. And in a lean individual who does not have an excess of body fat but has an appropriate amount of body fat cuz body fat is is important our our brains are mostly fat. In women our breasts are mostly fat. There's so much that is necessary in terms of fat and when we're in that category, your fat is still an active endocrine organ, doesn't just become that when there's an excess of fat, but what it's creating for you is anti-inflammatory. It's health promoting. Your fat is working for you until there's too much of it and then stuff starts to go bonkers. Okay, so the anti-inflammatory cytokines that are produced in lean individuals by the body fat are like adiponectin. Okay, however, in an excess fat environment, it's pro-inflammatory. It's creating inflammation, TNF-alpha. Those are driving disease. Fat is good. Fat is great. But too much of it absolutely will kill you. It's not just these inflammatory cytokines or anti-inflammatory cytokines that are being produced when I talk about it being an active endocrine organ. It also produces hormones. Your fat is not static. It's not just the lump under your clothes. One of the big things that excess body fat produces is estrogen. And if if you've ever had experience with someone who uh, has breast cancer, for example, you know that estrogen plays a huge role in that. Estrogen fuels cancer. And when you have an excess of body fat, you also have an excess of estrogen. So it's this double whammy. It's actually a triple whammy, but we haven't gotten to the triple part of it. Not only is your body producing inflammation, which generates all sorts of diseases, not just cancers, but neurodegenerative diseases, musculoskeletal diseases, and then cellular dysfunction that can lead to cancer. On top of that, you're producing estrogen, which exacerbates these conditions. And the triple whammy is that another way to think about inflammation is immunosuppression. Another way to think about inflammation is immunosuppression. When we are inflamed, our immune system cannot function optimally. What's fascinating is that we know research looks at cells and how cells operate in all sorts of different environments. When immune cells in in an obese environment are studied. So immune cells that exist in an obese individual are themselves, the immune cells, obese. I'm going to say that again because it's very important. I don't want you to miss it. Immune cells 
in an obese environment, in an obese individual, are also obese. The immune cells are slow. They are sluggish. They are ineffective. I once heard somebody refer to thinking of your immune cells like an army. You do not want an obese army. You do not want a sluggish army. You do not want a slow army. But you, you're, you're basically like drugging out your immune system as you carry excess fat. I talked about this a few weeks ago and I, I was, to be very honest, a little nervous about putting it out there for, you know, people can be sensitive. But in this situation of uh, viral exposure that we've been in, exposure to viruses, not viral as in like going viral on social media, exposure to viruses and people freaking out over viruses, I have really questioned the people who were terrified and gung-ho on, you know, shot after shot after shot after shot after shot but they're also very overweight and not taking the steps to get healthy when the best thing they could do for their immune system is not carry excess weight. And I'm not saying don't take the steps of, of pharmaceuticals if that's what you feel makes the most sense. You got to do your own homework, right? We all have to do our own homework and make our own decisions. But it is just ineffective to not tackle how your own immune system is working because immune cells in an obese environment are themselves obese. They are, they are bogged down. They cannot function in fire optimally. They cannot go throughout the body and respond the way that they need to, the way that they can in a lean environment. Adipose tissue secretes more than 50 hormones and signaling molecules. More than 50. It influences everything. Immunity, energy, metabolism, neurology, everything. It is an active endocrine organ. Another way to think about inflammation is immunosuppression. So what do we do? What do we do? I mean, this is, this is not fun to hear if you carry excess body fat. As I do right now, I am very much still carrying body fat from you know, three pregnancies and four babies in less than three years. What do we do? What do we do with this? My sense is that we want to tackle it from two angles. The obvious one be diet and movement to lower weight, right? To reduce that fatness. And I shouldn't even say to lower weight. What I mean is to to burn body fat and lower the the amount of fat mass that we are carrying. But the other side of it that I think is very important, in doing so, in reducing body fat, you will reduce inflammation, right? Because we know that excess fat is producing inflammation. So if we have less fat on our bodies to a point, then we will have less inflammation, remembering that in a lean environment, fat is actually anti-inflammatory. So we don't want to go crazy there. The other side of it, though is reducing inflammation to help with fat loss. There are many ways to do this. So diet, there are things we can change from a dietary perspective, independent of losing body fat, that help to lower inflammation. For example, sugar 
is pro-inflammatory. So minimizing sugar, eliminating sugar is going to lower inflammation. It's also going to help with body fat reduction. But even if your diet, let's say that you were just going whole hog on grass-fed ground beef and avocado and cauliflower and broccoli and whatever, and you weren't losing body fat, but you were having less sugar, you would have less inflammation. That is a good thing. It's a good thing even if you don't reduce your body fat mass. The other thing is supplementation. One of the great things about supplementation that is aimed at lowering inflammation is that it can actually help with fat loss. Because when there's all this happening in the fat mass, it's harder to burn fat. It just is. Fat is a storage form and a lot of toxins get stored there and that that makes it trickier to burn fat. But as we lower inflammation, fat burning gets easier. So it's not one of those things where like, oh, well, because I'm inflamed, it's hard to burn fat. And because, you know, it's hard to burn fat, I'm more inflamed. It's not like that at all. It's we can lower inflammation from multiple angles. And both of those things help with the end goal. For some people, the end goal is lower fat mass. For some people, the end goal is lower inflammation, but we can go about it effectively in multiple ways. And I say, hit it from all sides. So what are those sides? Number one, reduce or eliminate sugar. Number two, reduce or eliminate processed foods. They drive inflammation. They are made of unstable fats themselves. They are made of toxins. These things drive inflammation and also increase body fat mass and that drives inflammation. So you're kind of getting hit with that twice. So minimizing sugar, minimizing processed foods or eliminating them altogether. Also reducing exposure to toxins. This is not just a nutrition thing, but it is a nutrition thing. I went to a grocery store that I don't normally go to. I typically go to uh, Whole Foods, but it's a little further from the house and things are a little crazy around here lately. So I went to one closest to the house and I was having a really hard time buying uh, meat that was grass-fed and organic and, you know, all of those kinds of things. If you can't get your hands on or you don't have the money to spend on grass-fed organic, then what you want to do is you want to pour the fat off of the protein or trim the fat off of. So I was looking for ground beef. If I couldn't find grass-fed organic, you know, those standards, what I would do when I cooked the beef is I would pour the fat off because the fat is stored in the toxin, uh, the toxins are stored in the fat. If I was doing, say, chicken thighs or chicken breast and I could not find or I didn't want to spend the money on um, a, a clean, organic protein, then I would take kitchen scissors and I would trim the fat off because the toxins are stored in the fat. When you can, of course, you know, buying as clean options as possible, uh, organic produce, that sort of thing. But it's also uh, in what you drink. It's in the snack food that you purchase or that you have. Uh, it's in the skincare products and the laundry detergents and the dish soap. And I recently talked about it on Q&A, what I personally use. So I'm not going to go into it here, but you can always message me and I can give you those things if you missed that episode. Or you can go back and check it out. Um, 
if you are sensitive to dairy, right? A lot of people will still have dairy even if they know they have a sensitivity to it. It makes them break out. It makes them gassy, whatever it is. Don't do that. When you consume foods to which you are sensitive, you're creating inflammation in your body. The other thing that's pro-inflammatory that a lot of people don't think of, overeating. Overeating stresses the body that is pro-inflammatory. So if you're going to have whatever it is that you really like having, don't overeat it. It just stresses the body that's pro-inflammatory. But this stuff is so important. It's not just how we look. It's not just do we like our bodies? Have we accepted our bodies? It is whether you want to accept that information or not. It is a matter of health. And in my opinion, it is a matter of life and death. So I'll put the links to a couple of journals here that I mentioned in this episode. But, you know, there's a ton more information about this. PubMed.gov is a great place to go if you want to geek out on the science. But remember, It's not so much that you need to inform yourself, it's that you want to transform yourself. And that comes from action, not necessarily knowing and understanding more about it. Let me know if you liked this episode, if you like hearing the science kind of stuff. uh, Message me on Instagram at Elizabeth Benton or let me know in the Primal Potential Facebook group. Everybody have an amazing day. I will chat with you very soon. Thanks so much for listening to today's show. If you enjoyed it, make sure to take a few seconds to leave a rating and review on whatever platform you're listening. It not only supports the show in a huge way, but it also automatically enters you into our weekly product giveaway. For more tools, tips, and strategies on creating change, check out my first book, Chasing Cupcakes, and follow me on Instagram at Elizabeth Benton. Remember, every choice is a chance, and I'll see you next time.